Hi, and welcome back to Game Time Podcast, the NFL edition, with your hosts, Alex Rubinson and Shai Black. We have a ton of news to cover that has happened over the past month, so let's get right into it, because it's Game, game time. time! First up, we have Edelman and Winston's suspensions. We'll be talking about Edelman's first. He was suspended four games for the use of performance-enhancing drugs. A main reason why he took the performance-enhancing drugs was because he had suffered a torn ACL. And wanted to enhance his performance. He wanted he wanted to strengthen his knee as he had torn his ACL. And so he could enhance his performance. I'm sorry. So he could recover from that injury. So, yeah, he had a torn ACL in the preseason, missed the entire season. So he wanted to get back as soon as he can, whether that was training camp or even week one of the regular season. Or taking performance-enhancing drugs. So now the Patriots are they not receiver for the first four games. Because although, yes, they didn't have Edelman for the whole year last year, they had guys like Danny Amendola. Brandon went, Cooks. Went to the Dolphins. They traded Brandon Cooks to the Saints. Dion Lewis, who was, although running a running back, back... But he played a really big role in that passing game, whether it was from those screens or those safety-bound short routes. And he was a free agent. He went to uh, Tennessee. Now, the Patriots had two first-round picks in this past year's draft. And they did use one of those picks on a running back named Sony Michelle. Yeah, one being Isaiah Wynn. Not a running back lineman, but... His skill set, Michelle, is very similar to the one of Lewis. A pass where catcher. He's a pass catcher. You know, not a big guy, kind of small, in between... You know, he'll kind of go in between the tacklers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good speed. So his skill set to Lewis, I assume he'll kind of take over that role and fill that void. I hope it's not. Gonna Go be, Steelers. It's going to be Gronk. Yeah, he'll well, have a Well, even with Edelman play. back, it'll be Edelman and Gronk. But yeah. Especially those first four games, that workload is going to be on almost all Gronk. Plus, you've looked at... The, and also easing that rookie in, too. Plus, Brady hasn't had the best starts, you know, last year losing to the Chiefs, getting blown out by the Chiefs. The defense is a little iffy. I know they're playing the... Texans in week one, and we saw it was an absolute shootout that game. Right. That's true. And you said they might play the Jaguars? I believe they play the Jaguars week three, but don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. The point is, they have a very tough schedule the first four games. Now, they're in their division, though. The Bills did make the playoffs, but they traded away Tyrod Taylor. Fairly weak. They have Rashawn. So, like, even if they went, to be honest, even if they were 1-3, and three, I still think they could rebound and make the playoffs. So, I yeah, don't think... I don't think they will. But. You know, it'll be interesting, but at the end of the day, I don't think it'll impact too much because it's not like he's out the playoffs. Although, I don't know if he... I know in the MLB, if a guy is suspended in regular season, he's ineligible for the playoffs. I don't know. I don't think they do that in the NFL. Yeah, but it's a lot of pressure on Gronk and the pitch and Plus, the passing it's game. Not, it's not like Gronk is a guy who's been durable. He's probably the most yeah. injury-prone player on that team. Yeah. So now, I'm not saying he's going to get injured before Edelman gets back, but it's possible. Yeah, so that 
it will be very interesting to see how the Patriots will maneuver and kind of navigate through that kind of situation. Yeah, and obviously, the Patriots, they have this kind of one-way mentality. And it's, you know, do it kind of one way, the right way. This is another distraction when yeah. a guy on your team is suspended for the illegal use of performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, I'm sure Belichick loves that. <laughs> um, we'll see what it is, though, because you also have the bigger, much bigger distraction with um, the Brady-Belichick-Kraft relationship. And also Gronk, like, almost hesitant about playing this year, too. I... He was going to play this year. I, I mean, yeah. I'm a little iffy on that. Creating that drama is a distraction. There is... Would you agree? There is some distraction. Right. He said that he's going to let go as long as Brady goes, which could be interesting. How many more years of Gronk? And Danny Amendola, who, as I said before, left the Patriots, went to the Dolphins. You know, he kind of was He was saying that, oh, Gase. He was saying Gase is, like, part of the boys. You know, he's one of us. Yeah. Kind of saying, you know, he makes us all feel great, welcomed. When Belichick is, you do this, this, and this. And you Much do it, stricter. and you do it like X, Y, and Z. But stricter, kind of feeling apart from them, kind of, yeah. you know, more like a boss, which in a way he is. Now, Belichick does not mess around. Well, yeah, I think we all know that. Right. It's interesting though, because Amendola made it feel like it's fun. Adam Gase is a fun head coach. You know, he understands us. A nice change, maybe. If what you say. But if you're a guy who has never won a Super Bowl. Belichick, you know, is a strict guy, and yet he, his, you know, Gase hasn't, you know, won a... a coaching st- style you have to get used to. Exactly, and I think Greg Popovich also has a very yeah. similar coaching style. And we see, Belichick's one of a great coach in the NFL, and Popovich is a great coach in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So, look, there's no wrong way, right way, but there is a trend. Right, yeah. There is a trend, not just throughout the NFL, but throughout other sports that sometimes the strict team and, you mm-hmm. know, the let's get down to business, you know, ABC, XYZ, that might get you to the promised land. Yeah, but the fact of it, uh, Edelman's suspension, that could really affect the Patriots in these first four games, putting a lot of pressure on that passing game and Gronk. And against and some tough rookie, teams. Some yeah, tough, tough teams. teams. And Sony Michelle, not really... They're probably going to try and ease him in, so it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Belichick always does find a way, though. I do want to say that. Yeah. We, I do feel like we talk about... Um, we feel like, I feel like Patriots lo- lo- lost X. They lost Z. But they Belichick... Y. <laughs> yes. But Belichick does somehow... Usually, always he finds a way. way. So that'll be interesting. He utilizes different guys at different times. That'll be interesting how to see how that plays out. Okay, as I mentioned before, our next suspension, Jameis Winston. This is going to be very interesting because um, he was suspended three games for it was some kind of like conduct policy that he violated in the NFL, and he groped a Uber driver, a lady Mm -hmm. Uber driver. And you probably saw Donald for that one. <laughs> exactly. The thing is with Winston, this has become a trend. With all these off the field issues. Like this could affect the Bucks in a variety want, of ways. And also, I'm I'm gonna read you. December two thousand thirteen, he was involved in an, a sexual assault investigation 
at FSU. He wasn't charged. But still, this is a major off-the-field issue that happened even before he became a rich guy. This is in college. May 2014. Cited for shoplifting from a local supermarket. Definitely okay. Yeah. Now we're getting to two. You know, this is again before while he's still in college. September 2014. He yelled an obscene phrase on campus. Suspended one game. He was suspended in college. And then finally, he was suspended three games by the NFL for allegations. He groped an Uber driver. And this happened in 2016. He was finally suspended now after the investigations concluded. The usual suspension for something like this is six games. But uh, apparently the NFL did not have enough evidence, so they, did not, so they didn't want to give him the full six games, which could make the NFL look bad. True, yeah. And I know Damian Woody of NFL Network said he'd cut him. Yeah. This I is a mean... former number one overall pick. And he hasn't lived up to the hype, first of all. But when you are... This is four different things... In, you know, December 2013, know, May 20. That, I think, is a little strong, but I don't know. A strong reprimand. And I know, look, I could have heard it wrong, but according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, if he does anything like this again, a ban is possible. A complete NFL ban. And that uh, is obscene. I'm not, no, I'm not saying, you know, for the NFL, I'm saying, you know, I... Obscene or absurd? Absurd, probably. Absurd. Both. Everything. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, the NFL, I'm not saying the NFL, I'm saying Winston. Right. These are four different off-the-field distractions. It's been a real issue for him and a distraction for the Bucs as a team. For the Bucs, from his football life. It's really going to make a dent to a team that's trying to crawl back into kind of a uh, crawl back to mediocrity, crawl back to being kind of in the hunt. Uh, but I thought the Bucks were going to be very good last year. Yeah, and they were really disappointed. They weren't. And now this? This is this is making it's, Winston look bad. The, excuse me, the team look bad. And it's going to be a real distraction and a challenge now if these four games to really get them back to at least an 8-8, eight and eight, maybe just kind of... Maybe still in the in the in the light hunt for this is a big year for Jameis off the field and on the field because a stop doing these stupid things Jameis come on and then on the field listening to you right now (laughs) and then on the field he he has to take that next step in his progression because you know soon enough if he's not progressing the way the Bucks want his rookie contract is coming up. And the Bucks might start looking elsewhere. They might start looking past Jameis. Because they have some pretty good pieces along. Obviously, they trade from JPP, from the Giants. Yeah. They just signed Mike Evans to a huge extension. And that defense did not look bad last year. They, they didn't look, look bad, terrible. and they improved. Mm-hmm. And you look. I, I like what they're doing in Tampa. I do. I mean, I do. Just the, giving Evans that big extension and... Obviously, Deshaun I mean, Jackson's still there. Yeah. O.J. Howard, they have a great they young tight the end. They have the weapons. They have the weapons. They have the um, receiving corps and the supporting cast. They need the guy. They need the centerpiece, the star. Where, you know, after his first year or two, you know, I think a lot like Blake Bortles. And he needs to step up. Bortles actually wasn't bad the first year or two, 
But then when it was time to take that next step in his progression, he went down. And that's so far what Winston has done. Yeah, he needs to step it up, pull himself together, and not be, not hold his team back and not be a big distraction in any game right now. His life should be focused, obviously, you know, friends, family. But other than that kind of stuff, football. Who needs friends, family? Yes, he should step up and play quality football. He needs to focus on football and his team, and his coaches, and his progression, and him getting better as an overall football player, and as an overall person. Because those are, there are, what, four separate events that have occurred that are unacceptable, and a lot of people say, oh, well, a lot, well, this is what happens when people get their money. Three of them happened before he signed that contract. So, it's, it's not about, oh, I'm rich, I'm rich. It says a lot about him as a person, his character, and what he could develop into to, in the future. What it says about what happened in the future as an NFL player, as a player for the Bucks. He could. He start. He had a promising start, and but now it's going downhill. And he needs to save his career. This is. It's amazing that two years ago we thought this would be a playoff team. It's a do or die for Jameis. I don't know about do or die, but it's it's definitely, sure close to it because. He had a bad year, and and if he continues going down that path on the field, Bucks might be starting to, you know, they're gonna they're gonna it, think about other options. They're gonna think about other options. Um, but yeah, he he needs to really step it up. Um, definitely, definitely. Uh, obviously, within the last week, I think Demarco Murray retired. And Great player. Here's the thing, though, he is the typical running back. Correct. That first four or five years. But he is a great. He was a great player when he in played. the time he played. Yes, correct. But the best ability is durability. That's true. That's oh, that's one of the things I bring up over and over and over again. Constantly preaching him to me. The the Marco Murray is, I believe, a four-time Pro Bowler. Those four times I think were when he was a Cowboy, which was his first four or five years. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys opted. Him and Dez Bryant, DeMarco Murray and Dez Bryant, were free agents the same year. Cowboys opted to sign Dez to the big contract. Yeah. DeMarco Murray was never the same. And we see that in a lot of running backs. Four or five years are unbelievable. Top of their game. Top of the NFL. And then when they kind of get that 30 mark. He's thir- he was 30, I think. Yeah. He retired at 30, and his decline was three, four years ago. He started declining at 26, 27. Yeah, I mean... I think I like his thing that most running backs are uh, going to stay in their prime until 30. But I no, their prime ends quality. at like 27, in my opinion. And then they yeah. have like those few years where they're kind I, of supporting oh, maybe no, a younger thing. back. I'd ra- I, I think that their decline should, their was- major decline should start at 30. That's where it might end. Because I think you... It's like a running, you know, a lot. That's also a lot of people have that problem with the Giants drafting Saquon Barkley so high is because you know you have these big backs and even you don't running know backs. How long they could last? They could have. They could be like you could look at them the first three or four years, and say, "Oh my God, this guy's gonna be a stud for ten years." Three years later, he's done. Whether that's retirement or that's just not performing and producing at the level 
at a even a decent level, let alone the level he was producing yeah, the in the run, first the few years. The running back position has that type of rare. Their impact. prime is almost really their first, second years in the league, and then third or fourth. It starts really after that rookie contract, which is usually well, four or five years. That's, I think really the top like tier running backs, they're so good because they're able to consistently put up their production. But what it's like we don't have a running back up there who's. 33, 34. These guys are 26, 27, 28. We don't know what they'll be in three years. I know, but you said... I get what you're saying, but Saquon Barkley, a lot of people have trouble with him because they think, yeah, look what he did in college, but he'll be done in five years. Like, the thing is, running... I'm not... This is what I've heard. Running backs, I think, decline almost after those four or five years, which is usually which is your rookie contract. Rookie contracts are four years, and if you're a first rounder, you get that fifth. The team gets a fifth year option. After that, a lot of times, um, those running backs start to decline. Yeah, that's that's definitely. And I'm not saying it's all running backs, um, but you know, I think Demarco Murray really resembles the typical running back this day and age. You know, four yeah. or five great Pro Bowl years. You know, could be an All Pro. And then a decline. And then all of a sudden, he, no. And I do have to say this: he played for the Cowboys. What are the Cowboys known for? Running the ball. But what allows them to run the ball? Their great offensive line. Exactly. And once he left that great line, he declined. And now I'm not. It could. I'm not taking any way anything away from Demarco. He was a great running back for those four or five years. But, but he. I I understand what you're saying. He resembles that he, decline at that age. He resembles the decline at the age, but also, if he plays on a bad line for his entire career, is he a four-time Pro Bowler? Well, we uh, would never know. Obviously, we would never know. But but I'm not. Look, he's a great running back, but not only age, which is typical for a running back. But also, he the online performance dropped. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but uh, really good player for what he played. Uh, I just think it's unfortunate when he declined. So now, another moving on to another running back. Um, uh, actually, we're we're gonna get to that later. Okay. My we'll be talking about a couple of extensions. First of all. Okay. Speaking of the Cowboys online, maybe the best player on that online, Jack Martin. Zach Martin. Martin. He gets paid big, big bucks. Money. Now, obviously, it was minicamp. Um, and he was, along with guys like Julio Jones, Julio Mack, holding out. And understandably so. He wanted to get paid, understandably so. He's one of the best guards, no overall O-linemen in the game. No the Cowboys, doubt about it. He, he's a, a big centerpiece that makes it online great. The Cowboys gave him six years, $84 million, and 40 of that is guaranteed. Now, the Giants and Nate Soldier, Soldier's getting more annual money, but Zach Martin is going to get more money and to- has, the, has the potential to make the most money and is guaranteed more money than Soldier is guaranteed. So, this is one of the biggest contracts in O-Lineman history, and I think he deserves it, though. You yeah, I definitely case, agree. You can make the case he's the he best made, O-Lineman in football. In my opinion, you take him away from that O-Line, and that O-Line just definitely does not put up nearly the same performance. 
It doesn't. And also, you saw Tyron Smith was injured. That's true. And they still struggled. But Zach Martin, he's consistent. He held them together. He's a great player. I mean, I remember he was saying that, I think, 20... He was saying the same draft where you had Evans, Sammy Watkins, Odo... It was uh, Michael Thomas, I think, was saying... Or maybe not Michael Thomas. Maybe. I don't... It was crazy that year. And he finished... A lot of stars. And he finished third in rookie of the year voting. And O-linemen, which doesn't... There are no statistics. Yeah. He finished third in... I think Odell that's, was first. That's Evans, a very hard position to get a, really noticed at. Yeah. And he, to be, Odell was third. I mean, sorry, Odell was first. He won. Then Evans was second. And Zach Martin was third. And it's crazy because a lot of people thought, you know, he should maybe have won the award or at least been in second. And no one, you know, a lot of times you win games in the trenches. But no one, you know, you sometimes value the running back or the yeah, D-line. Don't, the O-linemen a lot of times don't get that. They sometimes credit. have the toughest job. You know, they have to go up and push a huge guy every single play. Make those impact blocks. Offense, whether it's a passing play, a running play, they are absorbing contact every and single play. And he is a part of, of this team that makes this Dallas team a big part of what makes this Dallas team really good right now. And uh, obviously he's, he's a legit, I mean, they have Elliott, obviously. They have Dak. But you gotta you give a lot make, of credit to the line. You could make the case Zach Martin is a centerpiece on a on a football team, which is so hard to do. Usually, you go right to I the think quarterbacks. He is. he is a centerpiece. He you is. take him away at the Cowboys. Cowboys aren't nearly as good as they are. Yeah, you could argue that he's the best player on their team. Yeah, you don't. It's tough because obviously they have Elliott, but how good is Elliott without Zach Martin? Right. I mean, he makes so many key blocks. Anyway, moving on to another huge extension. Brandon Cooks. This Brandon was Cooks. just. A few days ago, really. So this is brand new. Five, I think it was five years, $80 million from the Rams, which is interesting because the Rams haven't seen him play. Yeah, I mean... No, obviously, you know, they've seen him play. It looks like the Rams are trying to say... Uh, We're I, here for a while. Yeah, they're they're trying. I think they're a little impulsive, and they want to secure that offense. Like by the way, big Cooks, three. Everything's coming because Cooks was also part of that big rookie receiver ca- ca- clash. Right, the ca- class. Um, Cooks obviously free was with the Patriots last year. Had a little after bit of a after here. a trade from the Saints, um, and then the Patriots traded him. To the Rams. That's also how the Patriots got two first-round picks in Correct. this past year's draft. Um, Brandon Cooks is a dynamic, dynamic receiver, and after a they real lo- deep threat. And remember, they lost Sammy Watkins. So yeah, and they had Robert Woods. Robert Woods, I was really impressed. He had a last great year. year, but they didn't have that dynamic guy who could take a ball. That number yards. one receiver. That number threat. one guy who can stretch the field. Go one on one with any take corner. Take the top off a of defense. You know, easily. you can throw him a little slant, and he can go the distance. Yeah, and the Brandon Rams Cooks does that. They did him. a great job in trading for him, and now right away before he even stepped on a field to play an actual game for them, they, they signed him, him that big to a huge, huge extension, five years. He would, he was a good, he would, he he was as Zach Martin was going to be a free agent next year, although. 
I, he wasn't holding out of any camp. Um, I'm, no. I, was, I wasn't aware of. Training camp starting, some teams have started, but for most teams it starts kind of Sunday next opinion, week. And he makes their team a lot more dynamic right now. Crafty. But crafty, They have multiple right. ways to score. Because they have Todd Gurley who could take the top off as well. But in my opinion, I need to see him play this season. For me to... to to sign up with this huge deal, I want to see him play on my team and produce with my system. I think he will produce better with the Rams and the Patriots. I agree. The Patriots, they're they rely a lot on guys like Amendola, Edelman, not the deep threats. Those yeah, over seen the a, middle, a really big deep those over the mid- Randy Moss. And, exactly, and, 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 and they've been you know they use the receivers you know like over the middle guys. Those really nice. Uh, clean short passes. Those doing. ten yards, get the first down, move the chains. Not the, not those eighty yards. Those really nice precision bombs. passes, not those. Yeah. And I think the Rams, they can beat you kind of with Gurley. They can beat you with guys like Woods in the shorter passing game. And now they can take the top off of defense in the pass game as well as the running game. They have two of the most dynamic players. Cause you know I'm not saying two of the best. But the combination of Cooks and Gurley is very dynamic, and it, and it can be used in a lot of yeah. dangerous ways. Again, I'd like to ha- I'd like to see him play on my team for a season. Definitely, first, definitely. But at least they have these two guys for a good long, for for a, a nice period. Yeah, and they have another. They have a very young team, obviously. With yeah. Goff, and they've been pulling out moves left they've and right. They've definitely uh, keep to leave. The defense. N- too. Sue, Marcus Peters. They. Uh, I mean, Marcus Peters. As I said, Marcus Peters. Keep to leave. Nadal Sue. Yeah. Not only have they upgraded it with some spectacular, spectacular players, but it's not like this was the worst defense. They were already. They were already good. They were already really good. Yeah. And now you bring in three of the better players. The only issue, though, is chemistry. They have <laughs> every one of them has a huge personality, huge egos. You got to manage them, and, and also you never know how these chemistry issues work. You know, and also that linebacking core is like as not. They as don't not, have Ogletree. Keep in yeah. mind, the Giants acquired Ogletree mm-hmm, from yeah. them. Yeah, they that linebacking core is looking weaker. Now their secondary looks really strong, and. That defensive line looks really strong. Because their third quarterback line... is Sam Shields. Quarterback is Sam Shields. What? Their third cornerback is Sam yeah, Shields, which is true. very solid. I mean, the Rams, I feel like they can play two types, two brands of football. The, let's go, you know, old, you know a shootout game, we'll score more. Let's go, I'll, you know, our offense against your friends. Or the, you know, old school, Get out. down in the trenches, our line against your line. O line for V yeah. D line D line V O line. We're they gonna play... win this game seven ten to seven. Yeah, you know? they can win a game. I feel like forty to thirty or seven. fifteen to ten. Right. Because they are built so dynamically. All, but again, I think all around the football. You never game. like they they could have chemistry issues. That linebacking core could struggle. You never know how that's really gonna come into play. Yes, but, but they have an incredible defensive coordinator in Wade Phillips. That's very true. It was very now. We'll see how he... And remember, he was with the Broncos. Who just came from the Broncos? Akeem Tlaib. He's dealt with Akeem Tlaib. Now, that's just one guy. Um, But still, it makes a difference when you have a veteran, a guy who's been to the Super Bowl, has led an unbelievable defense. remember when we had... um, Last year, when we had Stephon Gilmore... 
and we had Malcolm Butler. We thought these are two top-tier corners of each other. Uh, I, and how did that defense turn out? Not good. I do have to say this. I like Wade Phillips better than the Patriots' defense. Better. I Pat like Patricia. Yes. Well, who's now with the Lions? I like Wade Phillips better than him. Oh, it's close. It's close. But, and also, I like Peterson Tully better than Gilmore Butler. I agree, but no, I, I get it. I get it. No, I get it. Chemistry shows my I get it. Out. Yeah, I get it. They need to. They need to. Kind of. They need to get along well, and we'll see training camps coming up next week. Preseason. Definitely we'll, a team. We'll to know watch. what's going on by the first. I say three or four weeks. Yeah, we'll know definitely what kind of a team. team to watch. Uh, now we move on to the big story. We have a couple of big stories. We're gonna go with Le'Veon Bell first. Um, just this past Monday, the deadline to sign an extension to a friend to a player who was franchise tagged. Um, that was the deadline. Mm-hmm. And Bell then, and the Steelers did not get a deal done. Mm-hmm. The Steelers reportedly, since last year when Bell was franchised, so over the course of the two years while Bell was franchised, they but the Steelers had offered Bell two deals. Of thirteen point three million dollars and, and another one of five years seventy million dollars is reported, but we're not. So that's about thirteen million or so. I think uh, that's, that's around fourteen. Fourteen million. million. But uh, so, apparently his agent was uh, speculated. Bell's agent speculated that the guaranteed money wasn't there as much, and that 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 the amount of money that was reportedly uh, and we're talking about guaranteed money. He's been suspended before Bell. Yeah. And he's torn his ACL before. So that guaranteed... I'm not saying he's going to get injured, but that guaranteed money coming to a guy who's torn his ACL before might mean more than a guy but who's... But he's the best running back in the NFL easily right now. Yeah, but we're going back to the DeMarco Murray thing. You know, right. how much longer will Bell keep this up? I think Bell is, is, is going to be able to stay healthy for the next three years and be able to keep top production, in my opinion. But Honestly, I think we could say that about any player and I mean, week I'm one they can get injured. I mean, I'm just know, so everyone knows I am a diehard Steelers fan. He's wearing his Antonio Brown I'm jersey. I'm wearing my Antonio Brown jersey as we speak. So this was a little upsetting for me, but we didn't re-sign him. But it, it's going to be interesting to see how the Steelers, if he indeed does leave uh, the for reason, next season, how that would work out. The but, reason why this is also such a big story is because Right, like five minutes for uh, the deadline's like four o'clock. I want to say four or five, four right. ten. Bell's agent came out with a statement that basically said this is his last year in Pittsburgh. No, I don't know about that. He said probably, probably, probably. You, so, but you never know how these deals work out. Never. But he basically said, chances are, this is his last. Chances are, probably. I'm and, not saying it is. I'm not saying it is. But. If you were to ask him right now, he'd say, like, if free agency was right now, I think he would say, yeah, Bell's going to leave. Unless the Steelers give him what he wants, which is about $14.5 million. And I do think, people may disagree with me, but I think there is a little bit of uh, a little home field discount there. I think there I don't is. Think, uh, look. I think he wants some money, but I think if the Steelers offer him a, a, a five-year, $15 million a year, uh, and, and, and uh, let's say another team... Offers him not much more. He is going to stay with Steelers. He likes that yes. system. He wants to retire. But you said you said five years, fifteen million. Right now he's aiming for fourteen and a half. So that that would exceed what he wants. But his target's fourteen and a half. The Steelers gave him about fourteen per year, and he yeah. said no. So 
they will have to the Steelers will have to give him fourteen and a half or more to get him back. He's not going to take a discount in what he thinks he's worth at this moment. Right. But, but if there's may... a bidding war that goes that exceeds, there's a chance he says. But if the because Steelers... that, that then the Steelers, he likes the system. He knows the players. He exactly. wants to be there. But, but I if think if they stay, if they stay under fourteen and a half, he I can't see him going back. I don't know. You never. I don't. I. I could see him going back because there is a discussion period, I believe, before that open market free agency hits. But he can discuss with any team. That's true, but I th- I know the Steelers. Uh, Kevin Colbert did release a statement that he's going to try his best uh, in uh, after this 2018 season. To What's really he get supposed to say though? Oh, we're not going to try. We're just going to like give up. No, he's going to say we're going to try our best to get him back. But that's. That's what I think every GM's and gonna just want. To, just to, to answer say. And anyone's speculation on whether he'll hold out through the season, he will. He's already he's released a tweet that uh, he he said that he was sorry to fans that he let down, but this will be his best season to date. I so, expect him to hold out of training camp preseason. Though. And I expect him to be back this September first. The the season kicked. Yeah. The official season kicks off September sixth. And then that's a Thursday, and the Steelers play that I don't, Sunday. For all fantasy guys out there, I don't expect this to impact his fantasy performance at all. I do want to say, though, remember, he came back like three days before and was a little rusty the first It may, weeks. but if you were happy with production last year, it shouldn't change. Because he, he is such a competitive guy, he's not going to let a contract dispute... Uh, or and he, he wants to prove to, himself even further, yeah. but he doesn't want to get injured to the point where I know. But he's so competitive that he'd rather risk and he'd rather be competitive and go out, play his best, uh, fill up the stat sheet, than than stay out and you know uh, lower the risk of injury. And, he, and he's got that line to run behind too. So definitely, no Steelers have a very very good line. I, I'd probably take Cowboys over them, I'm, but. That's a different I, I story. Mean, yeah, but they were probably like second or third O line in the league yeah. last year. But I, I do have so to which, say, and, and that and that O line has gotten so much praise from Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, and I think Bell has also praised them. If that, I think that also can factor into that hometown kiss town. You do, yes, yes, but the hometown discount will have to exceed what he is shooting. Oh, of course. So it would have to be over 14 Because you just yeah. offered him $14 million a I'm year. saying, like... That's a ton of money. If the Steelers and he him, wants, like... That's a ton of money. And he wants that extra, what, 500000 Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, if, if, if he if he wants... If the Steelers get... If, if Steelers get I do have to say he's getting a little... A I do have to say he's getting a little greedy. I agree. He's but getting he's, a little if greedy. He, if, if he's... If he's offered fifteen million a year from the from the Steelers, and let's say the 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 the, ne- the next best offer he's considering is sixteen point five, is that's where that hometown discount. I think in. it will though. I think it will. I think because that's not that much more. That's not that much more. I mean, it is, but yeah. I'm. I'm I, I, really, I, I bet a lot of people think a million and a half is a lot, but when we're going through the fifteen, sixteen million, it's not that much. If it if it's a team like. A team with not a great O line like Seattle or something, you 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 definitely want to. St- I definitely want to stay in Pittsburgh, where I'd have a less where I could run behind that big strong O line and have a less chance of getting injured. Yeah, he would have Russell Wilson though, which would that'd be actually interesting if he went to Seattle. 
you know. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> just it, for it's the a sake very, of me. It's a very... I was just thinking about it. You have Josh Rosen, maybe Young Cardinals team. You have the Rams. Yeah. Him and it Seattle, will be another big Jimmy topic. G, Jimmy G. That would actually be very interesting if he went to Seattle. I think it would be really great if he stayed in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I think it would be exciting much. if he went to Seattle. Be I think it would be fit. really exciting if he stayed in Pittsburgh. Yes, I know. Um, uh, so. All right, so we're going to get to our last topic of the day. It is a very hot topic. Um, some of you know this was actually br- literally breaking news this morning. The NFL and the NFLPA have decided to delay and kind of freeze the new yep. NFL anthem rules. And from what I have heard, there are two big reasons, two reasons leading up to this. Jarrell Casey, the um, ta- defensive tackle, or it might I, be I believe he's a, I believe he's a linebacker. Oh, well, point is, defensive player for the Titans said that he is going to protest no matter what. He is going to go out on the field and put his hand up and put his hand to a fist and raise his fist. Now that would receive the Titans in a fine, and then the Titans can decide what they want to do with Casey. But the team would be get fined. Reason number two, the Dolphins wanted to suspend player, I believe, maybe up to four games if a player went out and showed some kind of disrespect to the flag or, some, or again, some way violated the rules. And then kind of the NFL went back to the drawing board. Obviously, if the season started today, those rules would not be in effect. So kneeling would be allowed. Fist raising, right. that's allowed. No suspensions we'll or, really have or to see fines what the, would... But the final rules turn out to be. And do they get one in? I mean, they want to... They, they, they want to try and get one in before... Yeah, but, I mean, we're approaching August, and that's when preseason starts. So, yeah, they're, they're approaching a little bit of crunch time here. Yeah, I mean, it's go time. It's yeah. Pretty, yeah. Um, it's definitely it's definitely interesting because it's definitely interesting, you know, because it also I think it makes the NFL look awful. It because does. not I'm not saying whether they decide one way or the other, but to go back and rethink, you made your decision, stand by your decision. I don't care if it's the right decision. I don't care if it's the wrong decision. You stand by your decision. Stand by what you. So you think they should stand by the wrong decision? Well, if if that's what they believe. If that if they believe they shouldn't, I don't but like. If, if they believe that, but then they're influenced by the NFLPA, then they, they should they shouldn't have made the final decision. Then they shouldn't have made the final well, decision. What if the NFLPA was too slow to act? Then that's the NFLPA's fault. Because I just think. But but so I then, just think. So then would you object to them changing it now? I mean, look, they're gonna. They might change. I'm not. They, well, it's too late because they delayed it. But what I'm saying is. To th- to second guess themselves, to second guess the NFL, the league, that's it's awful because there's such an they they don't trust it. They don't trust themselves. You know, it's you're you're not you're going back on what you thought or what you believed or what you thought you believed. Now I know, but if the belief is influenced, if the, if there's an argument that that by the NFLP that really influences that belief, and now they believe. It still makes different. the NFL look bad. I don't look. I think they change whether they change it or not. The NFL will look bad knowing they second guess themselves. They oh, they didn't think it through, and now they have to go back. But if I'm back. the NFL, I'd rather have this player rules be, that I that I 
leaving, and I want to make that that will make my players. The NFL should have handled this. And, the NFL and, should have handled whatever. this a long time ago. They should have be done. They should have handled. We shouldn't be talking about it on July twentieth. Maybe yeah, maybe not. But they they, they definitely should have handled it better. They definitely oh, definitely. Handle it a lot the better. handling of this has been really bad, horrific on the NFL's part. Horrific, yeah, yeah, yeah. and also you you know I was you know just thinking about this just this morning. I love football. I love the game. I love the NFL, and I hate to see when people think NFL when they talk about NFL, they're talking about these you know these, these other rules. issues. I want to when I'm talking you want about, to talk about the game. I want to talk about the game. It's in it's a distra- it's a distraction. Also, I want to see the NFL. I love the NFL, and I love the game, and I want to see the game thrive, and the NFL to thrive. And we, but we've been seeing they're losing viewers. That's true. And and ratings, and I want to see the NFL thrive. I love the NFL. I mean, I love it, and I don't want the NFL. And I want to see it thrive. Yes, yes. I mean, do you love the NFL? (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I know you love it too. And I do. We like. I rather here be talking about maybe another trade or extension or something related to the game, other than a policy or the NFL it's looking an bad or issue. It's definitely no. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I wish the NFL had taken care of this a long time ago. I agree. To the point it where a lot better. We're still talk. We're talking more about the game than this issue that. Apparently, it's an important issue, but it should have no, been handled a long time ago. We should. I'm glad if we're talking about this, you know, April, May, June, but now we're getting July and late July and then August, and I just would and I thought we all thought it was resolved. Now it's not, and I just don't want to be talking about how a major issue isn't resolved. Yeah, I mean, it should have been handled a lot better. A very important issue. But it should have been handled a lot better. We'll see. It has been very, very poorly executed yeah. by the NFL. And but and we sh- and we'll see how these new rules play out. That's gonna be all for us on Game Time Podcast NFL Edition. I'm Shy. And- I'm Alex, and we hope to see you next time. All right.